Hi, Pax Online. How's it going? Uh, welcome to Hidden Gems, uh, discovering the undiscovered of Pax Online. Um, the first time we've ever done this virtually. This is kind of scary. Um, uh, for those of you, I'll introduce our panelists in a second, but just to go over w- what the panel is like. Um, if you haven't been to a PAX before, this is our 11th time uh, doing this panel. Um, Hidden Gems is about showcasing kind of smaller Overlook games, um, usually on a show floor, uh, this time around virtually. Um, if you haven't been on the PAX uh, online landing page on Steam, there's a bunch of really cool games there you can check out. Um some of them have demos that uh, we will will show to you, uh, and we'll kind of go over that in a second. But first, let me introduce our uh, our table of panelists. Um, I'm just going to point to them how they are relative to me. So to to my to my right here, uh, Victoria Tran, uh, community director over at Inner Sloth, and among us, how are you doing, Victoria? I'm doing good. I am excited to talk about indies. Yeah. Um, Below me, I have uh, David Lucio, uh, content creator and the host of the David and E. Steffi uh, show. How are you doing, David? Content creator extraordinaire. Yeah. You cannot like lower my... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're happy to be here and, and it's a pleasure. Happy to have you. And last but not least, Felix Kramer, uh, producer at Polytron. Ugh, I'm pointing in the wrong direction. Um, and doing just a bunch of stuff. Baseball, a bunch of other bunch of other games how's it going felix pretty good doing good we're it's a it's a nice friday afternoon where i am i don't know where everybody else is i don't know i don't know yeah i guess we're all it's all friday it's friday morning for some people friday afternoon yeah. for others yeah wake up victoria yeah come on, oh, God. <laughs> so yeah so how this would normally work in a in a physical packs is that we would recommend games to you you would go onto the show floor you would check them out and be like hey these are cool games i'll keep these in mind when i want to go buy them or wish list them on steam or whatever but this time around um it's all virtual everything is online hence the name packs online um and we were mostly trying to scope out things that um weren't out yet or like had demos that we could check out um we kind of ran into a little bit of trouble with that. I, I know, Felix, you kind of wanted to, to talk about, like, you know, even if a game doesn't have a demo, it's still important to check out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's tough. Demos take up a lot of our time as developers. They're very difficult to put out there into the world if they're not ready. They feel like you might do yourself a disservice. And so I want to be sensitive to that. I know some of the games that caught our eye don't have demos, but they can benefit from your wish lists. And we're going to include, I'm going to say this, we're going to include Steam links. I don't actually know if we're going to, but <laughs> I encourage you to look them up on Steam because we found them there. And, and you know, if you're interested in them, throw them on your wish list because that goes a really long way for an indie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, without any further ado, you want to get into some games? You want to look at some games? Do it. Who's first? Uh, so I traditionally go with the first game so no one else feels stressed out. Um, so this game, Felix, is a game that you actually showcased on your very first Hidden Gems panel. It was like years ago. It was like 2018 or something um, that only, I think, relatively recently had a demo put up um, um, before before the PAX Online demos. And it's also in the PAX Online like kind of landing page. Um, but this is Death Trash. Let me go ahead and change the name, you know, so it doesn't say Game 1 here anymore. Um, 
but yeah, Death Trash is kind of like this very, I mean, it's easy to say Fallout inspired game or like original, like Fallout 1 and 2 inspired game, um, but kind of, uh, you know, real time, I think is, is like kind of like one of the big differences here, right? Um, but also it has this very, you can kind of see it here in the bleeding eye giant dude is that it has a much grimmer kind of, kind of, kind of world weariness to it. Um, very biopunk as opposed to like fallout's retro futurism. Um, a lot of like, kind of like gross body humor where it's like earlier in this video, it was showing like, the character was like vomiting and then using the barf to like fuel this machine because the machine needs like, like bio, like, uh, you know, genetic material to do stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I played it a little while ago and thought it was really good and really like the writing in it. Felix, I don't know if you had any other thoughts to add to that. Yeah, I'm not sure how the RPG stuff ended up progressing. I remember the thing I found really interesting about this one is that there were um, ways to increase your character skills that didn't weren't just based on like weapons or attack. They were based on emotional aspects as well, and a little bit of um, interesting character growth um, in addition to the the standard RPG sort of stuff. So I'm not sure. I didn't know. I don't know if that made it in. I played this demo, but I'm super curious to see where he goes with that because I think this developer has a lot to say about um, the different nuances to to character growth in a game like this. That is, like you say, mostly that grotesque. Grotesque is really beautiful. I know a lot of people don't, but I find grotesque things very enticing and can be quite beautiful in their own way. Um, you know, maybe small doses game, maybe a game you play in shorter bursts, just yeah. that you're not dreaming about this stuff at night, because I can imagine it like sort of seeping into my brain over time. Um, but I am very excited to see sort of the dialogue choices and how they affect different different aspects of this game in general. It looks it looks looks hard as heck. Yeah, no, yeah, I also, I ran into that, like, the difficulty has that very traditional, like, CRPG level of difficulty, where it's, like, it's it's unforgiving, like, you'll take, like, three hits, and you're dead, and so, you know, quick save, quick load your friend in this. Yeah, a lot of that. Reminded me a little to, like, Rainhouse movies, and, like, Total Recall, mm. and all that stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that vibe, and I really like that. About totally love that, that whole genre, and it, again, that has that grotesque those yep. moments of just like pushing the body horror of it a little bit. And, mm. and it may not, it may not be like the highest tension moment. It's not like someone's going to die, but it's still like using all those grotesque body horror moments to push something forward. I love that. I think that's, Oh boy. Gross. Yeah. It's also yeah. like really campy too. And I love. Yeah, exactly. In a camp right. way. Yeah. Like one of the first characters you meet when you exit, like kind of like this initial starting area, tutorial area is this guy who's just a nudist. He's just uh, and, and because they're like pixel art, it's like it's not it's just it's just like, oh, it's just guys totally flesh tone. Um, and then like the first thing he says, he was like, hey, you want to see this dance I made? And then he just does this very like limited frame animation where he just kind of moves his arms back and forth. So, yeah, it's got it's got a lot of levity to counterbalance the the grossness it has. All right, David, I think this is a game you chose. Jack move. Tell us about Jack move. I mean, I, I, I met this game in last year's packs um it was one of my pick of the floor like i really enjoyed it it has this like very anime cyberpunk um jrpg inspirations and it mixes mixes them really well um it also has like the the way you actually fight it's a turn-based like old school jrpg game but it's a single it's a single player member 
it's a single party member. So it's like a different, it's very different the way you have to strategize each fight. And it also has, not only has the, the attack button and all that stuff, but it also has these um, like uh, buffs you can install on yourself. And each time you level up, you get more spaces of RAM so you can actually add stuff up. It's really interesting. And the way, the way you have like the turns up on the, on the upper corner, it actually works out. It, it reminds me a lot of like, um, like bravely default because you actually have to take in you you have to take in mind like everybody's position in the fight, and and when you're traveling the map, there's something I really like. I like one of the things I don't really enjoy about like old school JRPGs is the random encounters, and the way this game works with that is that it has like a danger meter on your upper side upper right side corner, where it tells you like how far away or close you are to danger, so you kind of kind of play around that to see if you can if you want or not to go into a battle um and the art style is really cool it reminded me of like um like if, if you could make it like a kita game because the the pixel art is really dense like it's not mm. uh, vacant like if you can see like what they're playing right now there's a lot of density in the animations like i really like it and it's really clean too yeah yeah it looks really good um anyone else get a chance to try this or have anything else to say about it no, I'm gonna try it right away though. This yeah. is this is right up my alley. I love this. And I think the battles are so beautiful too. It's got that you're right, the animations are so dense in such a beautiful but a still loose way. I think that like that was a perfect example right there of how it stays super loose and has a has its own style. Um is able to to play with it quite a bit. That's really, really cool. Yeah. They're super fun. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna need to play this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Button City, Victoria. Uh, oh. the, yes. Uh, so I, I what was it? I think it's like I took this before like both Dylan and Felix like, claim yeah <laughs> as their own game to talk about. Um, Button Absolutely. City, basically, like just this adorable narrative adventure. There's all there's like a but I think from the Steam page I saw there were a bunch of mini games. I played um, this one, which is like a little fun combat game. Um, and it's basically about like creating like this like band of like friends and then going around the town and you can see it has like an interesting like diorama sort of format with like how you travel around. Um, and I think the thing that really caught my eye about it was that I wasn't I wasn't sure how it would play out narratively, but like the characters have so much personality to them and their the humor in it is really cute. I don't know, it just it brought so much joy to my life <laughs> playing, playing this demo. Um, and the music. I thought I thought I really liked the music. Yeah. And it's about it's really like, good. saving an arcade in your town, which I really wish. I wish North America had like more nor- arcades, honestly. Yeah. I didn't know Button City was the name of the arcade. I thought Button City was like the town and then it had the Button City arcade. But Button City is the arcade, the name of the arcade in the game, which is really cool. So I'm coming so up to all platforms. It. I didn't actually know that. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, the this team is nice and small, and they're really lovely. And I'm I'm so excited that this is finally coming out. And uh, you know, I think a lot of people have seen the art around, or if you've watched Wholesome Games, you probably noticed mm-hmm. uh, or recognize it. But um, what a what a feat! It's it's I I can't, I want little figurines of each of these characters so yes. bad. Yes, I just the style <laughs> of it and like the so colors. Lovely. I'm like. Yeah, keep keep like the low poly, you know, like keep it nice yeah. and oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, I'm very very excited for it. Yeah, the three D the three D artist on this game, uh, Valentina Hawes, she's uh, local to here to Richmond, Virginia. So I've been I've been seeing a lot of Button City uh, 
over time. But yeah, it's really cool. Like, I mean, like, like you said, uh, Victoria, like the demo has like this kind of narrative component where you're like building a squad to like play this like multiplayer. It's almost like it's like a it's like one of those giant ones, almost like a killer queen where it's like four v four with two different screens. It's like you have to build a squad to like go against the reigning champs. Um, and like depending on who you pick in the arcade uh determines like how well you'll do um and like some people don't want to play with other people and it's 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 a really good it's really good this like looks like mini game galore and i'm all that's what it is yeah yeah Yeah. exactly it's it's some good stuff yeah yeah Yeah. uh felix i believe this is one you chose right yeah so this is one of the ones that doesn't have a demo sadly but um i still think it's worth checking out the um trailer is beautiful and the the game itself looks like it's going to be a lot of um, really chill. Okay, so like, I love things like Death Trash and things like, uh, you know, any of the the CRPG difficult games. And this is just know, like that, right? Fan. Also, yeah, it's, it's like that. I also really love a chill time. I love a time that immerses me in something that makes me, at the end of the day, feel like I had a little bit of magic in my life. Maybe I was, you know, um, it was a little easier on my eyes. I don't, I'm not tired after I play. And I think Wob has the quality of both of those things. Like it looks like it has a little bit of fun challenge and gets my brain going, but also it's going to be absolutely stunning and a little bit of a calmer experience. So, you know, I've seen a lot of games try the very painterly, very sort of hand-drawn background and character combo. And I think this one, from what I've seen, is really marrying the two of those in a way that doesn't make it too stark a difference. Like a lot of the time you get a very sharp difference between you and the character and where you're moving versus your background. And that's that's a very normal constraint that a lot of different game engines have, etc. And we're getting to a point now where it's becoming a little more seamless. And this really, to me, makes it look like they've married 3D and 2D in such a a natural way like it really is looking uh stunning so i'm very excited i don't know much about it beyond what they've written on their um steam page and what i've been able to look at but uh you know you're you're definitely experiencing the world through Hua, um and it's puzzle platforming etc um so i'm not sure the the other part about it that i'm really curious about and excited about is it has a fully orchestrated uh soundtrack oh wow i think it's going to bring a lot of magic to the game yeah, it definitely seems like one to keep an eye out for. It also like on the nose, like Ghibli esque, like yeah, Ghibli esque. Mm-hmm. It reminds me also a little bit to Child of Light, like to the um, the, the way it just feels calm. You know what I mean? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm. I. It's funny. I. I remember looking. Uh, I remember when Ori came out, and I was like, "All right, this is going to be my mm-hmm. game." And then I played it, and within like twenty minutes, I was like sweating and like I'm so stressed and just like okay okay and it's like so precision and I and I love I do love that like I stuck with it and finished it but I think maybe this is going to offer me that little bit of like I I loved um Kirby Kirby's Epic Yarn I thought like and and Yoshi's Willy World in those games Mm -hmm. and I thought that they they gave me like Honestly, if I just wanted to be really sleepy and have, you know, a glass of wine and play a game, there were no there were no consequences. I'm not going to mention other substances that are legal in Canada, not elsewhere. But um, that's sort of where I sit with this kind of game. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. What, yeah. No idea, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, all right. So this is a game that I found. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know the proper pronunciation. I don't know if it's hack or hawk. Um but it's H-A-A-K. Um, now, this game 
is uh, the the devs are, are based out of China, uh, which is really interesting because when you boot up the game, it defaults, the language defaults to simplified Chinese. And I had to kind of hold up my phone with Google Translate, like the auto visual translate to like, all right, where are the which one's the settings option? All right, where's the language setting? Um, but it is a, is a uh, very um, tonally interesting impressive kind of uh metroidvania style game uh which was interesting because while i was playing it i realized like huh i like have not actually played a lot of metroidvanias in my life like i have not played like what people would consider like the the you know echelon like you know the the high watermarks of the series like never really played a metroid never really played a castlevania um so in a lot of the things in this game that are probably like very standard fare for for that genre i'm just like oh this is cool this is doing something new and interesting whereas someone like probably more familiar be like i've seen this i've played ori i've played a little bit of ori um and you can kind of see a little bit of the inspiration there where it's like these little things that you kind of lasso or grapple hook onto and shoot yourself forward. Ori obviously has locomotion kind of like that. Um, but what's really interesting is kind of like the the both the world and the art style they use to, to say that, uh, uh, to kind of show that world. It's very, you know, neo-noir kind of inspired like a lot of like neon lights or like you know dimly lit neon lights like in on the backdrop of like a rainy night and it's kind of it it really sets sets a mood and a tone that i find you know y'all were talking about kind of games that are pleasing because they're very like charming and good and i find like kind of this this mood the set dressing that sets a certain mood also very kind of like oh okay like i can, I can see the place they want me to to be in um and and i find that 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 really interesting and that combination of the standard kind of exploration and running and jumping and platforming kind of stuff uh kind of makes makes something interesting here and i also think like they do some really like fascinating art stuff like like even all the ui with it's like kind of like kind of aliens-esque like retro futuristic like you know phosphorescent glowing screens and stuff like it like i feel like it's it's totally solidly built like they've thought of like how this entire world should look and have kind of put that on display i also love how so many of these games are really hard to like pinpoint style wise because we're getting to see like so many uh, like points of view from developers from countries like china and stuff um so like there's there's even like some um, nuances to the animation that's really different to like a Wakameli or even Ori. Like the battle animations are amazing and I've never seen like that type of fluidity on this art style. You know what I mean? Yeah. That looks awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Is that one coming out? Is that that one's not out yet? Is there a demo for this one? Uh yeah, there's there's a demo. I think there's a demo for all the ones so far except for yours, <laughs> Felix. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> So yeah, this is no place for bravery. Um, I actually first heard of this game because it's developed by a developer called Glitch in Brazil. So I'm always looking for like small gems from Latin America. And this is amazing. It's like a Sekiro 2D type game. It's like a Souls-like, but it's way more forgiving. Um, the demo is really good. It has a great length. So if you want to try it out, go ahead. Um, I-, I say it's like Sekiro because it has like all the basics, like the stamina bar, heavy attack, 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 
block, all that stuff. Um, but then the counter window is way more forgiving. So it likes it, it, it just it it's just it's better for me. Like I shade when the counter window is like so small that it's just frustrating. This game has like a perfect balance on the way you fight. Um it also have like has uh very forgiving checkpoint loops. So you don't have to like go back way back to like start a level again. Um, I love the art style. Again, I think that having a point of view from someone from Brazil um, and and like pixel art is like amazing because it that the way the character pops is quite different from some of the um, pixel art games we tend to see. Um, mm -hmm. It also like the the what I also like about this game is that it has all of the difficulty settings you might need, like every game should. It even has like a story mode where you're just gonna just like go around and have the story because it 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 tells a story up. It's like a it 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 goes into themes like parenthood and um legacy and it has like really some like really cool themes because it's all based in real stories like from legends and stuff like that. Um I don't know like and it plays really good. It's really 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 fucking good. I, I squared already. <laughs> Sorry. That's a really good trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm this like trailer is excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an excellent trailer. It also it, I love to hear that it's based on legend and and lore and 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 tradition because those kinds of themes always do have a core. They do have something really important to say. They are culturally important. Like, you know, there's a reason that they've they've been passed down in culture, right? Cuz they they teach us things and I think that's that's something that video games sometimes uh, pull from, but don't embrace as much. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I love to hear this is embracing it and obviously pulling from real life stuff. So I, I think that's, uh, yeah, I love to see it. What yeah. a beautiful world too. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and the, the, the um, character design is really cool. Like you start off the game, at least the demo with, um, with his daughter. And then you have like this foster child that's like on his back. And the animations are really, 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 really good. It also That's had like a morality system where you actually take choices eventually throughout the story. So I don't know if it actually changes the story itself, but I do know it has a morality system that plays really cool too. That's awesome. another mirror to Sekiro as well. Just the idea yep. that you might be changing things. You might be changing yourself, the world around you as well, but like it is, it's sort of your through it um, may not change the actual story of the game, but it definitely changes the way you experience it in a meaningful yeah. way. So that's pretty cool. And yeah. at least in the controller, it feels really good. Like the way awesome. you just tap to switch weapons, it's really fluid and it's really responsive. And then like when you do, when you do the counters, when you actually time a real counter, the animation for that is so pleasing. Like it's like it's so satisfactory. It's a reward, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. and it has that's it good. has it has this like finishers like very Mortal Kombat style. When you basically down an enemy, it has like um, a pointer on top of it where you can go in and you finish it, and it's really satisfying too. It's really good. That's red. <laughs> oh, is it? I I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, no no no. All of that that's blood. Oh. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is okay. juice. <laughs> <laughs> just ever everyone's spilling their juice yeah yeah no 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 it's blood it's blood well, don't spill your juice it's human juice human juice oh that's true human we juice. are just baked juice boxes oh no i don't like that oh yes it is is it christ tales chris tales i was gonna ask you i say yeah. chris tales i say chris tales oh i say christ tales but maybe it's chris tales um like let me tell you 
I guessed at how beautiful this game was. Like, I was playing it, and, like, the first thing I thought, I was like, I don't understand how gorgeous, like, they made everything. Like, oh, oh okay. But, but <laughs> as, as the uh, game said, it's, it's basically, uh, it said, I think it describes itself as a JRPG, um, like, with a twist, and, or, like, a love letter to classic JRPGs. Uh, but basically, it has this... Um, turn-based combat system and there's so much that there's so many layers to this and I could talk about it forever uh but basically uh it's like there's time-based combat so like you can do um like better hits and like it kind of gives me persona vibes in terms of like how they do the UI for the attacks and stuff um it is it is gorgeous and also like the way the time-based attacks work also kind of remind me of Paper Mario and actually kind of the world like the style reminds me of Paper Mario like not only the time-based combat but also like the way that the art layers itself and the 2D nature of it um it's kind of like this beautiful like I don't want to say I mean, kind of like a cartoon but like an animation um and the really like interesting thing about it is that you might see in the trailer but like there's sort of a triangle in the middle of the screen and it plays on time mechanics quite a bit so like right in the middle of the triangle is the present and that's like where you're traveling around but you have this ability to see um like the past i think on the left side of the triangle and the right side of the triangle is the future um and it allows you to interact in a, with the world and like make different decisions that kind of uh, change it. And you can see directly how it changes like on the screen itself as you're like uh, talking to the characters. I think I had like this um, tree that I grew and I could see in the future that it had a fruit and I could pick that up and uh, create Whoa. this potion. And the problem was it's like you can only give the potion to like one person, let's say. So it kind of affects like, oh, like I see like if I gave it to this one person, uh, they are still appear in the future, but someone else doesn't appear in the future, which is really interesting. Um, and the time based mechanics also uh play into the battle system uh in that like on the left side like if there's a monster like there's left right forward and on the left side like if a monster is like on the place where they pass they're a little bit weaker because they're younger um but then if they're on the right side uh they're tougher because they're like they're aged and they're like battle having they're ready to fight you uh i could talk about this game forever <laughs> it was so cool playing this demo so something interesting about this game that I found out today, I think Kotaku published an article about how, um, so the devs are Colombian, um, and a lot of the architecture is actually like Colombian landmarks that they've kind of like... Colombia, like the country yeah. I'm from, and I just <laughs> found out. Yeah, yeah. So you, you couldn't tell me this before the panel? Tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, 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 the, if the trailer cycles back again, but there, there, there is like a picture of like a cathedral or something that that is like a very famous piece of architecture um, that they just kind of like adapted it. it. It comes out like in a week or something. Oh yeah, in four days I think actually. I want the frog. It's so good. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's a frog. You have like a little frog companion that can also so jump through cute. time. Oh, this game. What's, what's the name of the developer? Mind. Uh, Modus, it looks like, or is Dreams inc- Incorporated the one? Dreams Incorporated and Sick, S-Y-C-K. Okay, I have to find out about these Colombian devs that I just realized are Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Felix, tell me about this game, Dice Legacy. All right. <laughs> so I like I like dice games. 
I mean, I like dice games. I like games in which you're rolling for rolling on screen rather than off screen. I like when systems are surfaced. I like when I get to see the rule. It gives me any sense of control, even if I don't have it. I love that. Thank you for lying to me, video games, <laughs> and still putting things in the hands of chance. But I also really like the idea of a dice as a resource, right? I, I really like the idea of building systems and then having, you know, dice slots that you can put, say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I only have six dice, but I'm going to dedicate two to this and one to that. And I'm going to roll to see whether I, you know, win on this thing. There's lots of games out there like that. A lot of them are board games and not digital games, right? They're not video games. This one in particular is a video game. And while I don't know, again, it doesn't have a a demo. I'm very sorry. While I don't know much about it, I do know that it takes place for some reason on a ring world which is it's like marrying two things that I love board games that have dice mechanics and like Larry Niven's ring world series from the 60s and 70s and I have no clue why it is important but I do know that the um all the trailers and the the text the copy text and stuff like that definitely hints at this being there being something more to the world because of this ring world but there being a little bit of a sinister twist maybe something that happens something that you're going to be up against eventually so you're not just just you aren't it's not it's not only building you are, and using you aren't simply creating a civilization you aren't just like building a whole world you're just yeah you're only world. doing that you may you may be doing it also at the end to in a culmination to actually battle something or maybe to protect something right you may have to defend it at some point um there are also other other reasons to to fight but i just that one in particular that hook of like why am i on a ring world in the middle of space why am i you know cultivating this in particular what why am i here even um and of course you can see all these skill trees and stuff that's my jam i love uh, i love a menu within a menu within a menu i'm really hoping for lots of those because i'm very weird and love spreadsheets. So any game that is just about spreadsheets, I am all about. I love that stuff. <laughs> it's almost like I like to produce as a hobby as it well. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird that I'm super into it. Um, yeah, and I think that on top of that, the level of detail that you can get, the fidelity seems to be both quite uh, large. You can bird's eye view it and you can get quite granular and zoom in. And I think that's also going to be really interesting for me, a person that likes to micromanage in my video games because I don't like micromanaging people. Uh, outside of that because it's not nice to do but it's very safe to do in a video game they need you they need you and they want they you desperately they, they need they're you desperate yeah they're desperate for you to desperate do it desperate so, for this yeah it's <laughs> so again i'm sorry there's no demo this one does look like it's going to be coming out this year as well um but i i am very very curious about it it's it's funny that you mentioned ring world because i'm not familiar with like that property or anything so you're like yeah it's like a ring world i was like oh like a halo and you're like yeah yeah dylan like a halo like a halo no and that's okay that's a great point of reference for uh you know not everyone's gonna go and read 1970 uh science fiction like don't but that's where i that you know because i'm ancient and that's where i was introduced to this concept and then when halo came out i got really excited about the idea that there was a video game that was also based on the same concept and halo i think halo killed it i think halo did a great job of taking a concept that was extremely famous and popular in the 70s, um, won, you know, Nebula Awards and that kind of thing. Very, very, very uh, formative in science fiction and making it into something so so popularized with a generation that probably would never even touch that media. I love that. Yeah. Kudos to them, for sure. Cool. I also love the lighting effects. Like when you right? move up it's... or down in the ring, it's really yeah. good. And and the, it looks like you're going to have different perspective according to the curve. So if you're zooming out, the curve changes, right? So that okay. you get that sort of, I, I think, th- yeah, I think that's really beautiful. I'm really curious that's about it. That's really cool. 
Yeah, yeah, it comes out uh, not not this year, so not very you know very far. Cool. For a second, I was like, oh, I don't know what date form that that's in, so I can't tell if it's September 9th <laughs> or September 9th. But you know, here we are. <laughs> who who? Can, hey, Dylan, who was was this also a Colombian developer I didn't know about? No. I <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is something. Like you know, I admittedly didn't Columbia. look to see where they're from. I really should have. I felt. I feel bad. Um, I'll take a look. But uh, yeah, it looks. It looks beautiful. Really true. Cool. Oh, it has water. No way. Yeah, it's got. Yeah. It's got whole like oceans in the. It doesn't. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Right. Like, like I'm curious how like expansionism works in a game like this, where it's like very vertical, linear. Um, because you can only go like it's all depth. Like, there's no breadth. There's so many questions I have, which is part of the reason that I'm so curious. But yeah. so many questions. Well, here's a question. Yeah. What's our next game, David? Great question. Tell us about this one. Oh, Tunche uh, or Tunchi. I don't know how you I'm guessing it's Tunche because it's from a Peruvian developer. I know this one. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're from Peru. Uh, they're a really small dev. Uh, but they're really charismatic. I've seen oh. a couple of interviews of them. And the animation is amazing. Uh, it's basically a 2D beat em up. Uh, it's really charming. Like, I love the art style and the fluidity of the animation. Um, the boss fights are really good. I tried it out in PAX last year, and it 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 definitely feels a lot better. Like, when I tried it back then, it felt a little clunky, but now it's really, really out there. Um, what else can I say about Tunchi? Uh, okay, yeah. It's all based in the Amazonian jungle. So it also bases a lot of its art style and character design on uh, local folk, folklore and Peruvian legends. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's coming to Switch, I believe. I think it's coming to everything. And you, it, you basically can play co-op up to three players, so that's really cool. Um, it gets a little frenetic when there's three players in the screen, but it actually plays well. And it, that difficulty adapts to how many players are playing with you. Um, and it, one of the characters, it's actually from the Had in Time franchise the little girl girl from heading oh okay i think there's like a collaboration between the two studios or something for their switch release um but i don't know i'm just i'm just hyped about seeing like a peruvian themed styled folklore beat-em-up you know what i mean absolutely look at those fragos the dolphin has a lot of inspiration from like um from like dmc so like if you Mm -hmm. see like the way the combos work it actually builds up your grade just like DMC, like ABCD or whatever. But the cool thing about this one is that if you see on the uh, upper left screen, it actually is building up with your combos and it fills out the letter. So you kind of have like a good idea of what you're doing instead of just getting a grade at the end. Um, so I found that really cool too. I love it. Yeah. And I presume it goes like once you fill up a C, it turns into a B. And yeah. You're feeling yeah. yeah. Great. Very cool. Yeah. 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 I, I love beat-em-up games, and I think, like, one of the things, it's, like, usually you see, like, beat-em-up games and, like, themes of, that are, like, very futuristic, or it's, like, a modern mm-hmm. city, so it's, seeing it in, like, based in, like, uh, I think you said the Amazon is, yeah it's so cool. I love, like, the little designs and, like, the, how they're going to, like, draw inspiration from, like, as you said, like, the mythologies and also just the area. It'll be really cool. Amazon is full of terrifying things, so <laughs> yeah, I know. think this is all fact. <laughs> This is all fact to me. That dolphin, yeah. real in my opinion. It, it is. Like, I think there, there is like is. a pink dolphin in the Amazon I, that kind of terrifying. looks terrifying. I'm, yeah. Dolphins I'm, are a little bit terrifying, I think. Yeah, on their own, they're kind of scary. Peruvian culture is like 
so good. Like it's so nice and it's so colorful and it has um, like I love seeing games coming from Brazil and Peru because there's it, there's just points of views that haven't actually been on the gaming industry and especially something like this that is like just unforgivably Peruvian like it's on the Amazon jungle we're going from folklore I also like like uh, um, some of the not the, the animation but like the tone reminds me of, of Fern Gully do you remember Fern Gully like yeah I love, I love Fern Gully Fern Gully is amazing yeah, yeah. it's it's like a, a um um it's a movie of this I'm guessing Victoria, I'm guy, the but, most yeah. excited I've ever been are you telling yeah. me you don't know what Fern Gully is I am I've oh, never been more excited in my we, entire we, life. We can't, we can't go down this rabbit hole. We have to move on. I will move on, move on. But I am so excited. I am <laughs> yeah. so pumped. Yes. Okay, watch Great. party, watch party. All right, Victoria. To distract from your lack of knowledge of Fern Gully. Yes. <laughs> tell us about this game. Um. So Peglin is like the game I played that I wasn't expecting to just love so passionately as I love now. It is... I, okay, so I love games that do interesting things with like genres and like genre mashing. And this game like hits all of that. It's just like, oh, it's perfect. Um, it's basically a mix between, I guess, Peggle or like the, I don't know what those, Pachinko. Pachinko, yeah. And rogue, and like kind of like roguelike combat and stuff. So it's like you, you go through the tree, but like if you die in one, then you have to like start all over the beginning. And like at the end of it, there's like different power-ups you can get, different like little orbs that do have different effects. Um, there's like criticals and the R means like it resets the board. And basically every time you hit like a little uh, peg, uh, it counts as an attack towards the monsters. And there can be like multiple monsters on the screen and you have to kind of time it perfectly so that like you hit the monster in front so it doesn't like kill you and whatever. Um, this is so fun. I was playing this demo the most. Like I kept, like I would play a demo for this panel and then go back to Peglin to play it again because I was getting addicted to it. And it was pretty difficult. Like I think I was playing until like almost midnight last night trying to <laughs> defeat the boss and I finally did it. I love this game. <laughs> it looks rad. It is super rad. It, there's different power-ups, different like relics. And it is like, it is basically like a, a pachinko roguelike. What's that game... Is it is it one million, ten million, or isn't there a game like that mobile game that was like also like this? It was like a puzzle on one side, and then it was like an infinite runner or something. Am I am I not am I not okay? Never mind, never mind. It's it's very reminiscent where like the view is kind of split, where it's like you know you have your roguelike at the top, and then the the, the puzzle game beneath it. Yeah, you're right, and I can't remember the name right now, but you're a hundred percent correct. Yeah, ten it's, something. I think it's ten million. I'm- it's the guy that made you must you must build a boat. It's th- that same person. This looks cool. really addictive. It is. So like, I would love addictive. to have this like mobile because I think it's like a very good throne game. Oh, that'd you know be so I mean? fun. That'd be so fun. Yeah, and there's just like yes. so many different strategies that come from it. That is such a polite way of saying toilet game. I'm so. I was told not to curse. Game. I was told not to curse. <laughs> it's a throne game. It's a really cool throne game. Yeah, yeah. I love while throne you're sitting games. on your throne. Mm-hmm. Wow, yep. goodness. Yep. I you can use that. You can use it. You I'm going to. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to steal it. Oh, it's me. It's you. Okay. I don't know if anybody played the original of this. Um, Justice sucks. Justice sucks. 
Recharged is what this one is called. You are a BB Roomba. You're a widow Roomba. And you uh, do what you do best, which is sucking up stuff. But the tutorial is that there are intruders in your home. Your family has come home from holiday and there are intruders found in your home. And so the security system overrides your cleaning uh, cap, basically, like your, your cleaning duties and gives you access to everything in the house and says, like, eliminate the intruders. And so you suddenly at your disposal quite a few tools to get rid of intruders you can um, <laughs> you can see here you charge up you can hack into any appliance in the house including because it's a futuristic house so the windows are appliances technically you know some things on tables are the fans that kind of thing and so what you want to do is make sure that you are utilizing everything around you to get rid of these intruders unfortunately and, and I, I a little bit of a spoiler here so first and foremost this game is very free it is extremely fast. I died very many times. I'm very curious to find out if there'll be difficulty settings in the future because I am not very good at it yet. And it and to me, it's one of those games that I like panic at first. Like if for the fir- for the first 20 minutes or so, I'm just panicking, and then I sort of get into the flow of it, and you know, I sort of I sort of get the hang of it. The premise of this game is very strange, and I'm going to spoil it a little bit because you. You fail, essentially. You don't fail, but, like, you you remove the intruders in your house. And then suddenly the manufacturer of you, your, your manufacturer is the Roomba, is alerted to your actions. And they send in their, like, recall team because you have gone a little bit haywire, as it, is, as it turns out. And they want to – they've kidnapped the family that is uh, yours. They've kidnapped your family. And they uh, they have – a very big, very scary, very sexy robot that drop kicks you and smashes you into a TV. Um, he looks a lot like that right there, um, except he's gray. Your consciousness gets transplanted into the TV, and suddenly you are met with a future version of yourself who's very sexy, like that, full-bodied, like very muscular. He's a very big boy. And he tells you, like, listen... You gotta, you gotta become me so you can go back out there and save your family. You gotta, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm here. I'm gonna train you up. I'm gonna give you new powers. We're gonna figure it out together, and you're gonna become super strong. And then you're gonna go back into into your world. So this is that that in the trailer you can see he's sort of like yeah. flying through it and figuring it out. And so, um, yeah, it's extremely strange. Sexy Mick is something makes something. I can't remember exactly right now. I, I but it was. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. It was extremely sexy. You know how like. Roombas with bodies. Apparently, they're just yeah. hot. They're yeah. hot and muscular, and this is canon. Everyone knows this. This is canon. This is real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But extremely, extremely fun if you can get the hang of it. The number one thing to do here is just play until you do, because the demo is extremely demanding of of you being good at the controls, which is not a bad thing in my opinion. You just have to be okay failing a bunch of times until you get it. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that it throws you right into it. It does not to sort of ease into it they're just like let's go we're going it's gonna get weird real quick that's rad all right david this is another one of yours it's called clang two clang the second it's it's a rhythm psychedelic edm combat game (laughs) that's the best way to describe it um it's literally just like a combat fighting rhythm game but the cool thing about it is that um you ha- you don't have to only time your bottom presses but you also have to point in a specific direction um depending on this on the type of attack you want to do um at the beginning it felt um 
it felt weird, but when you get in the groove of it, it's actually really not only demanding, but it's really satisfying. Um, the music is really cool. It reminded me. It reminded me a lot of like a if Tron was a rhythm game, um, at least visually wise. And um, it's a really small team. I think it's one guy that's developing this from Norway. And I don't know. I just love rhythm games, and this feels like a rhythm, almost bullet hellish type game. So I'm in. Awesome. Rad. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right, Victoria. Yeah. Okay. So really quickly, Dorf Romantic is not super hidden technically, but we all kind of agreed that we could put it in here because we all like, we just love it. Love it so much. It is, I think Felix described it as good for your health. And I agree. It is basically a like village building game using tiles. Uh, and like you have to like map, you can kind of see it here. Like you match up like the forest with the forest. You can like create like uh, railroads, and it's like kind of deceptively a little bit like difficult because uh, you can build like these entire things, and then suddenly it's like ruined by like because you ha- will have quests. Um, it'll be kind of ruined by oh no, like I didn't build this correctly, or oh no, this doesn't actually match very well with this tile. And it is so calming yet like mind-bogglingly good. Like I don't, I can't even describe it that well. Because I feel like any way I describe it, it just doesn't kind of convey how satisfying it is. <laughs> right. The prerequisites are mostly like you have to have X of many tiles, type tiles on, on the board and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's more like Carcassonne than it is like um, yep. Townscaper or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Townscaper is freeform and Dorfermentic actually has a win condition, which is interesting. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. this comeback of like tile games because like Carto, it's also really good. Oh, um, oh God. like I'm I'm in love with Carto. I'm playing that right now. So I, I I mean I'm 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 I love tile games. I love Carcassonne. So this is like right my alley. All right, our last game, Felix, uh, Fire Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is another one. Sadly, that doesn't have a demo, but I love the mix that they're doing of this like 3D voxel environment with the 2D uh, character. It really pops. It looks like it's going to be absolutely frenetic nonsense, which I love as well. I think that this kind of thing really appeals to me. Um, I, I used to love games that had jetpacks. Like I used to play like any game that had a jetpack in it. Uh, you know, back when Jetpack Joyride was like the only iOS game oh that God. anybody played, and right. and and uh, things like Rocket Riot, which has gone into the fallen into the vaults of of Xbox 360 uh, days. But I just love the movement that you can get with something like this. And this, uh, she uses her hose as a as a pack like mario does and i think it's great like it's just ridiculous um and uh and yeah so i think this again the idea that look at that look at all the you know it's a good game if there's hats on hats on hats on hats um that's you know that's my pitch but i think i think that it has a lot of potential to be the type of game that allows me the um the energy of bro force or like one of the shooty shooty man man games without having to be shooty shooty man man i think that's like so important in my life that i'm not always just like blowing the faces off of people and i am sometimes like gaining getting that frenetic energy and that like fun high-paced action without it having to be so destructive to my fellow humans love my fellow humans um and then this one they cheer for me when i succeed which is very fun i mean you're you're rescuing little characters that look and feel like um old point and click characters and i think that's mm-hmm. so also going to get someone like me right you're gonna you're gonna find me very, look at that you can't go wrong with this yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really so, good yeah really love good. that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah cool um well that is all of the games that we found uh that we wanted to showcase for for pax online um so now 
Uh, we're just going to do some brief self-promos here at the very end. Thanks to everyone that's been tuning in to uh, to the stream. Um, I hope you go out and you check out some of these games. You know, maybe give them a wish list or something. Um, if they're right, if they're available for purchase, maybe pick them up. I don't know. I, I guess Dwarf was the only one that's currently out. I might be wrong. Uh, so ignore that. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about our fabulous panelists for a second. Let's give them some attention. David does a great Twitch show, uh, El, El David E. Estefi show. Um, you interview folks, right? It's a lot of indie game stuff on there. Um, awesome key art, as you can see right now on the screen. You sent this to me. I was like, this is awesome. Um, anything else you want to plug? Um, no, you can follow us on Twitch or YouTube. We're trying to, we're basically trying to start um, doing initiatives to promote and feature indie games in Latin America. So uh, you're welcome to learn more about indie development with us. And and um, thank you guys again for having me. Of course. And there's this game, Chris Tales. I don't know if you heard of it. It's, it's They're from Colombia. Might just want to write that down, maybe. Yeah, I think we're, I, I think we're out of time, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Victoria works on this very small game. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Mungus. Uh, yeah, or... I, I've heard it's like a dead game, so don't even. Bother. Yeah, Mungus. Uh, okay, Mungus. Mungus. Yeah, I'm Victoria. I'm the creative director at Inner Sloth. We make a game called Among Us. Um, <laughs> yeah. You might not have heard of it. Who knows? And you might, if, but if you haven't, it's 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 basically a social deception game. You can play it with a lot of different, a lot of friends um, online. Yeah, follower. If you want to hear about like chicken nuggets or something, Ten, whatever thousand dollar chicken nugget. Wild. <laughs> I was gonna say that my daughter is in love with Among Us. Like she's playing that every day. She's made a lot of friends, a lot of enemies. She's only ten. So thank you, Victoria. <laughs> Wow. You're so wow. <laughs> <laughs> You lose them so young. Um, yeah. Felix, working on a bunch of games. Want to talk about them? Yeah, I'm, I'm currently working on a few things, uh, namely Blazeball, which returns on June, July 19th um, on Monday. And you can join us on Blazeball.com if you're interested. It's an absurdist baseball simulation uh, that makes no sense. And things are going to get very, very hectic. So please sign up for the site and have no idea what's going on. That sounds good. And then Fez, um, which I produced, and it's now available on Switch. Please actually go check it out. And remember to tip your takeout delivery person, because that was the other thing I wrote. And uh, I also sometimes work with Victoria. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes we work together on, on Among Us stuff. Awesome. Um, and if you like this panel, um, you know, I we're recording the audio. Hopefully that'll all shake out properly. Um, uh, put it up uh, afterwards. So if you want to reference back to it, it'll be on my website on ward-games.com. This, like I said, this is our 11th time doing Hidden Gems, and there's 11 recordings of like different panels of us like showcasing a bunch of stuff. So if you want to go back and see what other stuff we've showcased, it's all right there at Ward Video Games. I'll put out a list of all the stuff we showcased, uh, the hashtag packs, Hidden Gems. You know, you can go to that and find all the stuff we've showcased. Um, but yeah, follow all the people on this panel. Uh, check out their stuff. Check out all the stuff we've we've showcased. Tell them Hidden Gems sent you. And uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks for, for checking us out. Bye.